0: I'm Lily Rogers and you're tuning into it's a shame it's a podcast where
1: we discuss guess what
0: shame shame can you believe it it's right <laughs> there in the title um yeah so thanks for listening in welcome Yep. hopefully we're catching you at a time where you're not too overwhelmed by your Thanksgiving to-do list this is the season dude for real
1: <laughs> are you
0: doing anything for Thanksgiving
1: Am I doing anything? Well, I know what you're doing, but I'm asking you for conversational purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I had my work friends giving, so I've already made a Thanksgiving dinner dish, which is just insane to me because it feels so early.
0: Oh, inquiring listeners may want to know what you made.
1: My specialty, green bean casserole. It's mm, one of my favorite dishes. It's so good. I mean, to be fair, I love all Thanksgiving dishes. Yeah. But yeah, I really love making it because it's... I get to experiment a little bit. It's Mm -hmm. fun. I make it a little bit differently every year. This year I put thyme and butter in it.
0: Ooh. How'd it turn out?
1: Really good. I heard rave reviews from from those in
0: the know. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's one of my favorite things. So yeah, it was fun. It was just kind of crazy because like eating Thanksgiving dinner with a huge group of people who I work with, it was like, felt surreal almost. Yeah. Like it feels like it was just Halloween. I know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, here we are it was
0: le- legit just halloween mm-hmm. yeah and you guys i from what i hear you have like a really lovely spread though everybody yeah. brings stuff and
1: everybody definitely is a good contributor and um yeah there's lots of fun new things that i don't get to try cuz i don't know i tend to have thanksgiving at the same place every year so it's like oh this is different um but yeah so actually i am going somewhere different this year we're going to see Steph's family in Arizona. Nice. It's where her brother lives, so they invited us out to Phoenix. Um, It'll so, be warm, huh? I think
0: so. I'm you know, I'm saying that because we're in the middle of one of those last gasps of summer hot fall, and, and it was so hot. It was like high of like 91 today or something I'm not crazy. Into it. I know. So I'm just by virtue of the fact that it's warm here, I just assume it will be warm there.
1: Probably. I mean, I don't know. I've never really been to Phoenix. I've only been in the airport. Okay. So I don't really know what to expect, but I'm guessing it's going to be warm. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you? What are your plans?
0: Um, Just playing it loose and free. Um, <laughs> my in-laws are coming in and we are taking them out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to host them uh, at our house Thanks. I almost said thank breast morning, <laughs> breakfast, Thanksgiving. I've been working It's a new brunch day. style. It's like thanking your breast first thing in the morning on Thanksgiving day. Um, so, yes, we're going to do Thanksgiving breakfast with nice. my in-laws at our place. And then uh, later that night, we'll take them to dinner. And then they're coming in the night before. So we thought maybe something – Light ish would be to take them for ramen. Ooh, yes, yeah. Ramen so, we're gonna do ramen Wednesday and then a little spread and then Thanksgiving dinner. And then on uh Black Friday for the first time in over a decade, I may go to a shopping mall. <laughs> I know <laughs> because Jamie needs a suit. I mean, so, it'll be
1: a good time to buy one. I know. So, we're thinking we might just have to do that, just make a plan. Park right near the store that you want to go to, use the exterior entrance, Mm
0: -hmm. and just
1: pop in and out.
0: I think that sounds like a really good plan.
1: Yeah, don't get seduced by any of the other stores. I can't. There's too many people. It'll be insane.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to know about these deals that they have. Mm, It's not worth it. No. I just wrote a whole article about that. It's like
1: Black Friday alternatives.
0: Yeah, I mean the alternative of just not participating at all, mm-hmm. which yeah, is there is I've,
1: something called Buy Nothing Day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I've I've done well. I haven't really done it. I haven't I haven't. I think for the last several years, I haven't done any shopping. Mm. I have fallen prey to some Cyber Monday deals, though.
1: Yeah, I mean you can do that in your underwear.
0: Yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> so. And then I like my favorite thing to do is just go to sites that I just enjoy that like they never have sales. Mm. Like Glossier's one that like one time Ooh, I don't went tell me that. that I went there on Black Friday and they were like thirty percent off or something. And I'm like, what?
1: Because I've been getting served their ads, and I really want that like super sheer. The lipstick? Yeah.
0: They keep sending that to me. They're showing me those ads, mm-hmm. too. That
1: and, like, the cheek stain.
0: Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about the highlight, the moon glow oh, or whatever. no. I haven't
1: gotten that one yet. Oh, it's so yeah. good.
0: Um, the moon glow is really good. Just don't leave it in your makeup bag in your car. Okay. Which, um, lesson learned. Now, it's not really a stick as much as it is just a palette that I can put my finger on oh. in the cap. Mm. Um, but that's why I can't have nice things. <laughs> um. Because they melt? Because they melt and I don't take care of them and I leave them in my car. Mm -hmm. But yes, Glossier is a great, great one. But there are other ones too. Sometimes hotels even have.
1: Oh. Yeah. never thought about that. Just,
0: yeah. So like random things, if you're like, it's Black Friday or sorry, Cyber Monday, maybe they're doing like a thing. Hmm. You might want to try it. That's how I've spent way too much money in the past.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I usually just avoid it all, all together, but I might, we'll see. Yeah. Never know. I'll be in Phoenix. So. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> I see. also
0: love that, like, every single thing I'm talking about, like, it's not like I was doing any kind of holiday shopping. I'm like, I bought myself makeup. Oh, uh-huh, I've uh-huh. like got a hotel reservation for Jamie's birthday. Like, well, I guess that's kind of for someone else, but.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you? Speaking of, are you doing a staycation thing for Jamie's birthday?
0: No, we're, I mean, I think we're going to stay at our house. I oh. think we're going to hang out i mean we're doing the the banner crawl Mm -hmm. this year um which is uh basically we go around for jamie's birthday and we just do a series of dive bars uh we do four max we've tried up to six in the past and it gets real sloppy it gets sloppy and i get (laughs) tired Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i want to go home i don't have the (laughs) stamina um but yeah, yeah, so this year we're doing four. looks really good. We're starting with lunch, so.
1: Yes, that's wise.
0: That's like the key to the success, I mm-hmm. think. Just
1: fill your stomach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then pour booze on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm excited about Thanksgiving. Yeah. I I, but I do feel fortunate that I don't, I'm, other than my breakfast that I'm planning for my in-laws, I really don't have to do anything. That's nice. I made some reservations. Um, even the breakfast itself, like. I called a little bakery we like and had ordered some bread. I'm just going to do bread, mm. butters, cheese, fruit bowl, Yum. some bacon on the side. That's the way
1: I like to breakfast. Yeah, just little pieces, little yeah. bites here and there. That sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything either in terms of like prep or anything or making a dish, which is kind of weird for me because I usually make at least like one dish and bring it. The past few years, we've been going over to a good friend's house and – um yeah, they they're amazing cooks, so I don't have yeah. to do much. But I do like to contribute something, so I like bring something over, like green beans, for instance, or mm-hmm. like a pie or something. Um, but yeah, this year I don't think that I I'm contributing. Yeah, it's weird, but it's kind of
0: nice. Yeah, I mean, you're traveling, which is your contribution. Yeah, yeah. you're very Plus we'll be staying person. in a
1: hotel, and I don't uh I don't like to like get into people other people's kitchens like yeah. you just feel like you're in the way especially yeah. like you don't know what they have planned right. or what their schedule is and you're like oh I'm sorry I totally. have to like use the oven and they're like yeah. get out of
0: here I don't mind it when other people do it in my kitchen so long as they're confident enough to take charge Right, right and I'm right. not that person mm-hmm. like I'm never the person who's going to walk into somebody's kitchen flip yeah, like on I'm the oven and be it. like yeah exactly <laughs> this is what I need to do and then I'm like okay fine um, but yeah Thanksgiving is a whole different situation mm-hmm. Um. Which is why uh, today's topic is uh, going to be about being isolated or the black sheep of your family. Yeah. And the many, many iterations of that that we will not even get close to covering. No,
1: we will not. But Um,
0: it is. But yeah, I, I know if you, neither you nor I are going home, Mm -mm. so to speak, for Thanksgiving. Mm -mm. And I think if I were going home for Thanksgiving, I would have some anxieties, as I think most of us have, when we go home to be with our family.
1: Yes, 100%. Um, Before we jump into that, though, do you want to do brand new information? I do.
0: I was waiting for you to say it because I was like... mine. I don't know. Mine's kind of like lame, maybe? So mine
1: because I haven't really had... Uh, my day has been very isolated, so I and then I don't remember things past like you know two days. So <laughs> <laughs> if, I if I learned something new, I don't remember.
0: Okay, so I'll start. So this okay. is uh, this is information, brand new information. <laughs> this is brand, brand new, new information to me. me. Uh, mine is coming to us straight from a thread that uh, Ariel Dumas on at Ariel Dumas on Twitter. Started uh, about interesting facts. And someone named Alana Harkin, who I now follow, who is a writer for Sam B's show, Mm. um, she's so funny. And her uh, fact was that if you're going to high-five someone and you look at their elbow – you, there's like a hundred percent certainty you're gonna make contact.
1: Awesome. So that's a good life hack.
0: So good. <laughs> and I've never been like particularly great at high fiving. No,
1: if I because I second guess myself in the middle in like midstream, same, and then it just goes awry.
0: I'm also, I love to high five. Mm. So, I mean, talk that about- That is
1: brand new information.
0: <laughs> I do. I love a good high five and I'm not great at it, but now- Now I- you've got the skills. Oh, I do. So, I told my husband and now we've been practicing. So, we just walk around the house, but we look like total fucking freak shows. Just high-fiving each well, other around hi- in your house. It's it's more than just high-fiving. We high-five while hyper-focusing on the other person's <laughs> elbow. So, it's just like very awkward.
1: You're like, what can we say? It's our kink.
0: Yeah. And then what's funny is I started throwing it out to people like, oh, I know this new fact. And 50 50, some people are like, oh my God, finally a way to like connect when I do a high five. Yeah. And then the other half of people are like, yeah, you didn't know that.
1: Or then there's those rare people who are like, I fucking hate high fives.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to reciprocate. That's true.
1: You know, they They just don't like looking at elbows. Yeah. They can leave me hanging.
0: I'm not worried about it until I am later at 2 a.m. Why didn't they return the
1: high five? That's really funny.
0: What about you? What's Um, your brand new info?
1: So I stayed home from work today, and so I didn't really do much except sleep. I slept a lot, and I read a lot of Watchmen because I'm trying to reread the the comic books because the... New series that's coming out. Even though it doesn't follow the comic books, it's still, you know, in the world. And I'm sure. trying to, like, remember what the hell went on. My brand new information has nothing to do with that. That's just what I was up to today. Facts. So, fun this facts. is
0: brand new information to me. I oh, didn't yeah. know what you did
1: all day. I knew you said you slept, but... Yeah, I just, like, wasn't feeling hot. So I just... I was like, I'm just going to sleep it off and try to, like, get back on top of my game. So, yeah, I slept all day. But then I did end up um, watching a lot of Billy on the Street. So good. Which I love he is hilarious but it's also that sort of mix of like finding it really hilarious but then also like really uncomfortable because it's just like something that i would never be able to pull off yeah because i get so weird and shy about strangers and he doesn't give a fuck and it's amazing Mm -hmm. and he's just like kind of mean to people
0: i think that's why it's such a success it's like his personality drives it yeah and he just has like this amazing
1: presence, and this is no holds barred. He's just like I'm going for it. Yeah, like I'm just gonna run around and yell at people,
0: and he's yelling story. at people. But under there's a softness underneath. Yeah, like, yeah, There's yeah. no like maliciousness. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. he's yelling at people and kind of barking things at him. But the content itself is so silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it, it's like the, per, it's like, it's a really brilliant comedic formula.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have no idea how old the ones, like I just randomly turned it on on Netflix. So I don't know what season I'm watching. I have no idea. But I did learn some brand new information that Denzel Washington was 100% never in Phantom of the Opera in 2005 now. Of course he was not, but he gets in this fight with this woman on the street about it, and she is so insistent that Denzel Washington was in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway in two thousand five, and I it just delighted me because I was like, who would think this? First of all, why is she so adamant about it? And like he gets so mad at her, <laughs> and it's so funny. And I was just like, yeah, that's a fun fact. I mean, even though it's a fact that everybody would know, yeah, of course he wasn't. Yeah, it was just a good moment. Because um, it's that, also ridiculous. Like, yeah. Thinking about it is ridiculous. I don't
0: even, yeah, I, I don't know enough about anything related to Phantom of the Opera to know. Like you could have been like, and it turns out he was. like you know, I would have been like,
1: yeah,
0: playing which role. Um.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, just imagine him singing.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. I took the whole it's a musical thing right out of the picture.
1: <laughs> like not only singing, but singing Andrew Lloyd Webber.
0: Right. <laughs> like,
1: those two things just do not go together. Suddenly everything is making
0: sense and that uh-huh. woman is insane. Yeah, um, yeah uh-huh. that's really funny. Okay, one more fact. Yeah. One more f- brand new information. Um, so uh, my Jamie had to make stuffing for your party. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I love, I love, I love that he's like, I'm going to make it on my own. And he sent me a recipe, a New York Times recipe Ooh. for stuffing. It was a two-day process involving, like, uh, a, a very specific kind of bread. Okay. And so I texted him back, and I was like, huh, have you looked at the um, the ingredients and the, the uh, you know, the process of making it? And Are you comfortable spending a couple days? He's like, oh, I had no – sorry, guys. I had no idea that – That's what that was. And I'm like, you know what? Just reach out to your mom. Get her a recipe. You always rave about her stuffing. Long story short, you buy Pepperidge Farm. Mm -hmm. You cut up some celery. You cut up some onions. You cut up some Granny Smith apples. Not as many as the celery and onions. Just enough to give it a little sweet crunch here and there. And you just are very generous with the butter. Mm -hmm. We recommend Kerrygold. Yes. Uh, And then also the broth. And... Apparently that shit is next level.
1: People loved it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if you if you have it to make really a stuffing, folks, I've just got to say, pepper Pretty Farm, easy. Yeah, chop up some celery, chop up some onions. You can even get creative. One of the menus or the recipes I saw said um chopped pecans could mm-hmm. go in there.
1: Yeah, or like um put a little sausage in it. Ooh, yeah. Sausage is really good in stuffing.
0: Yeah. We kept it vegetarian mm, for right, the right, folks right, in your, your office, yeah. but
1: um my mom would do chestnuts sometimes. That was always really good.
0: Yeah. So for some reason, I all of a sudden want to have like, um water chestnuts.
1: Oh, I love water chestnuts. Me oh, too. I'm having them on caravan.
0: Good. Yeah,
1: I'm doing two versions this year. So, you know, it's my mom's thing, but those water chestnuts.
0: So, Lily has the ultimate, like, holiday appetizer that I've become straight up addicted to.
1: Because it's delicious.
0: It's so good.
1: Um, Yeah, well, my mom's made them forever, and I finally just decided it's, you know... I can do this. It's not that hard.
0: So, listen. <laughs> brand new information. Brand new information. We brand new also recipe. <laughs> brand new information. a Recipe corner. Uh, get your Pepperidge Farm. And then also, if you're going to make a stuffing, and you say, "What the hell? I may throw in an appetizer." Take it away, <laughs> Lily.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So what you get is a can or a couple cans of whole water chestnuts. Don't get the sliced ones. Get mm. the whole ones. Mm-hmm. They're kind of difficult to find sometimes, but you can do it. I have faith. And then you get, I personally like the yoshidas, but um, you can get whatever kind you want. It's teriyaki sauce. You marinate the water chestnuts overnight in the sauce.
0: So you just dump them in with the sauce and yep. let them sit.
1: Put them in the fridge. Got it. 24 hours. And then you take bacon and cut it into like, oh, like two inch long pieces, maybe, maybe three, I don't know, measurements. Um but Is it the, then- enough, enough to wrap around the yes. water chestnut. Okay. A whole water chestnut. So, but before you do that, is you dredge it in brown sugar, the bacon, the bacon, and then you wrap it around the water chestnut and secure it with a wooden toothpick,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: you just bake those until the bacon is done. And
0: how, what temperature and how long would you <sighs> would you guess that might be?
1: That stuff I have to revisit. Um, I I don't know, like three twenty five maybe for like. I was gonna guess
0: three twenty five three fifty. Yeah. For yeah. about half an hour? Yeah,
1: maybe 25 minutes. Uh, I mean, you'll start to smell it and notice. It depends on how crispy you like your bacon also. But uh, I like to bake them on a rack because they get real sticky, as you can imagine, from both uh, the bacon and the, the brown, brown sugar. sugar. So I bake them on a rack and then let them cool on that same rack. And uh, Like, line a uh, cookie sheet with tin foil and then just bake them on a little rack. And, oh, gosh, they're Perfect. so good. They're like candy, but... Bacon, they're so good. And like the crunch of the water chestnut and folks. Like if
0: stuff. you even think this might be something you might want to make, <laughs> I highly recommend it. I look forward to it it's every real year.
1: Good. Um, yeah.
0: And when she mentioned caravan, we do a, an annual party where there are three homes. Uh, we start at one, we go to the next one, and then we end at one. Um, and uh, Lily's and Steph's home is the first on the stop. So there are a lot so of are um, the apps apps and cocktails um mm-hmm. so yeah and then that is an app I
1: always look forward to it's delightful so I'm going to try to make a vegan version this year also Ooh. so I have to find vegan bacon uh but we'll see nice mm-hmm. yeah
0: well this is a lot of brand new information brand that so I'm much excited about <laughs>
1: yeah me too uh but yeah so speaking of that I guess we can get into the topic it's you know, something that I think anybody who has even sort of felt like the black sheep of their family at all knows that the holidays are the time where it comes out the most.
0: Time to shine. <laughs> time for aunts and uncles to, an- to ask why you're not married, <laughs> why you don't have children. <laughs> Did you get the degree? Why are you taking a year off? Or what are you going to do? What do you mean you're just figuring it out?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: What is that shirt what? What's the name of that band?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't experience it a ton anymore because uh, I don't go home as often. Um, and, you know, just things have changed. But, I, yeah, I always felt like the outsider uh, for various different reasons. Same, same. Then uh, it's weird when um, sort of everybody else in your family like, thinks alike. Or at least enough to where you're pretty sure that they're all on the same religious and political side. Yeah. It's really stressful, like, being the one outlier.
0: It is. And then you feel almost like everyone is aware of it on some level. There's, like, almost a sense of paranoia when you're surrounded by people who all kind of are, like, of the same mind. Yeah. And then you're not. And you're like, are they with me by talking about this like do they want me to you know like internally combust or do they want (laughs) me to like explode and just be like actually grandpa no fox news is fucking actually registered as an entertainment (laughs) industry they're not even registered as a news yeah
1: and there's a reason for that yeah uh yeah i know it's um i think that sort of i started noticing that i was like the black sheep uh kind of I don't know I would say when I was in high school yeah that's the time I like it really came out maybe a little bit in middle school too because I was just going through some weird phases
0: what made you feel like a black sheep like do you remember like like an instance or like an instance or two where you were kind of like I do not fit with these things one of these things does not fit
1: I mean I wasn't kind of weird so I knew that where like a lot of my family like like just aren't weirdos? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's not true. Everybody's weird. But uh, <laughs> I was just weird in a different way, I guess. I think that like, um, I don't know if I can remember like exactly what. I just like, I would like, I was interested in certain things like fashion wise or musically that just kind of were would, outside of like yeah. the things your
0: family talked yeah. about were interested in. Mm-hmm. It, was,
1: it was new stuff. Right. And I was just curious about stuff that like I could tell that none of them They'd be like, "Why do you like that? Mm-hmm. That's weird." Um, you know. And then I went through like my dark, angsty phase, and then it was even more like, "Okay, Lily,
0: Ugh, as someone who's still in it, when will it end?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Um,
0: yeah, I I feel like it's a similar thing for me. Like there were just things I took an interest in. The moment when I was like, "I am so fucked," was when I was fifteen. Yeah. And I ran away from home, which wasn't really running away from home. It was basically just me packing a pretty ill-equipped bag. There may or may not have been a swimsuit in it. I don't know. But anyway, so I left and then I was going to return home. And I just had like that 15-year-old angst where I was like, I can't figure this out. Like, I don't know what to do. And um, Mm -hmm. thank you. Oh, my – Lily is so sweet, you guys. I've been – it's warm, and I've been twisting my hair and pulling it up and looking under her coffee table for a (laughs) pin. And she just got up and went to the bathroom and brought me back bobby pins. (laughs) So sweet. Thank you. It's it's getting warm in here. Thank you. No, don't worry. And I've had it up all day. I just took it down. So anyway, so I ran away, and um, I came back home, and part of the running away was like, you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And then when I got home – My mom took me into my bedroom and um, kind of talked to me about, like, what was going on. And I explained to her kind of these feelings of being, like, an outsider and not really knowing, like, why I felt this way. And she tried to console me with things about going to church. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge part of me being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I believe in God. Yeah. And my mom was like, that's not true. And I was like, I just and she's like, I don't think that's true. And I was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. She's like, you're young. It's a phase. Like, this is what you're doing. You're questioning things and doubting things. And, and I just remember there being this like part of me that was like, I don't think so. But then also I was 15. yeah. So I was like, maybe she's right. Like mm-hmm. maybe eventually something will click. And I'm not always going to feel like this. Like, cause I felt horrible. I was like, what's wrong with me that I can't mm-hmm. like do this. And I've never really been able to like get on board, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's interesting because I have a similar thing too, where I was really lonely. I didn't see eye to eye with a lot of people who just like lived in the suburbs. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like all of the same I wonder why. Suburbs (laughs) are so progressive. (laughs) right? I could totally be myself. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends and like it was sad. And, And my mom would like try to like Encourage me but like in the kind of the ways that she understood how to make friends which is like you get a social circle at church because you're all like-minded and together a yeah. lot and you know there's like a spiritual connection of like praying with people and all that stuff right um but again I mean I've talked about it before I also had like had have but it was more extreme than just like acute social anxiety and so like going into a uh a group setting and also I've talked about too like just like kind of like group think doesn't work for me yeah everybody kind of like real jazzed about the same thing and I'm just like "Mm, no I don't yeah no I don't know how I fit into this Mm -hmm. it's not interesting to me so I don't know how to pretend that I'm interested I'm not good and that's the worst and so yeah so like church was a nightmare too because it was just like I was in a setting where I was uncomfortable and with people who like I was trying to connect to, but just couldn't for whatever reason. And then it just got even lonelier and weirder.
0: And it gets so hard as you get older because like when you go home, if you go home to a religious family, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time my family joined hands or just stood in a circle Mm -hmm. or sat at a dinner table, all of the above where they pray a lot, Mm -hmm. um, bow your heads and say the prayer. And I was the only person with my eyes open looking around the room to see what everyone was doing. And I don't think that in in any way, like I was doing anything less kind of... um, I don't know. I I don't think that the looking around the room was like, you fucking freaks. Like, it wasn't anything like that. Yeah. I was in awe Mm -hmm. and sad because I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? That, like, I can't, because they were all bowed, Mm -hmm. eyes closed, invested. And it's that, like, that
1: fellowship time together. Yeah. Where they're all doing it and believing this thing.
0: And the things... But here's the thing. Like, for a while, I went through, like, a phase of complete blasphemy, which was natural Mm. in my early 20s. And then I've settled into it now where I think it's so beautiful. And I think it's, like, if if it serves you and gives you peace... Yeah. And it doesn't hurt anyone... Things like prayer are wonderful. Mm -hmm. In fact, like my therapist made the best joke this week. We were talking about mindful eating and taking time before a meal to like think about mindfulness. Mm. And she's like, maybe that's why people pray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: right. You slow down and kind of. Well, that's also like another, I mean, not to go too far into religion because I think that this is, you know, another full topic. But I think that that's another thing that like. It's, it's difficult when people are going through a hard time or when, when somebody loses somebody, yeah. um, to not be able to say like, I'm praying for you and I do do that sometimes and like you're in my prayers, you're in my thoughts da, da, thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it feels like a little disingenuous because I don't regularly pray. And it's not that I don't believe in the power of prayer in certain ways. I don't you know believe that you're speaking to like one person or whatever one yeah. being. Who's going to solve your problems. Right,
0: because praying can just be verbalizing your wants to the universe.
1: Right, and just like sending out good vibes or energy or thoughts or well wishes to like, you know, just kind of sitting with yourself and trying to like manifest that for somebody when you're like, It's like super focused self-talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that it's just weird to sort of – especially in family talks where like they know that you're not very religious or whatever being like, "Yeah, I'll pray for you." Yeah, but you, I always do you want to have you. that same kind of sentiment where you're like, "I'm I'm not just thinking about you. I'm like really hoping in my heart and sitting with it and yeah. and thinking good things for you and I yeah. you know, trying to manifest that for you." Yes, like, that is what I mean, but how do you yeah. type that out? I mean, it just praying just it, the that thing I say to, like, my
0: girlfriends and, like, when they're going through shit is always just, like, I'm sending, like, if somebody, like, I have a friend who recently went through something and I was, like, I just want you to know that, like, every time your mind comes, your name comes to mind, like, I want, I'm i sending healing energy mm-hmm. and vibes your way and hoping for the best. Yeah. Saying that to someone who is used to saying, I'm praying for you, if they get, I hear your name and I send healing vibes and energy. Yeah, they're yeah, a little yeah. bit, like okay, who's been hanging out at the New Age crystal shop exactly. a little bit too much? So, I mean, to them, we're kind of cuckoo to, you know, there's just no, which mm-hmm. is why at the end of the day, I'm like, if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone and it gives you hope and, yeah. cause we all have to have something.
1: Well, and I mean, and I think that that's another thing too, for me, like, and I know that you had this, too. For me, it was just, like, intellectual curiosity, right? Where I was just, like, I want to question more things and, like, study them. And I loved studying things and, like, yeah. finding out, like, the truth behind something or, like, if I resonated, if I liked something. Like, I took this, um, uh, like, religion course when I was in college and it was it was mostly about, like, Asian religions. And it was just so fascinating to me because I liked so many parts of so many of them. And I think that that's something that... Um, you know, it's hard for me with just like picking one thing that you really like. I'm like, I like aspects of a lot of different things. And yeah. I like to sort of like hodgepodge everything together. Like even some of my political views are a little hodgepodgey, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I kind of like this about this and this about this. Like, you know, it's so it's it's weird to to have that, but it be like very like, distinctly specific. Cause, so that's why it's hard to like connect with other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I'm not all in on one thing. Right. I don't have a group that's all like, yes, this.
0: Which, yeah, which I think is how, like, a lot of people are. But there's – in some – I think with some people, there's – it's the thinking is very – it's a dichotomy. You either are a Christian or you're not. Right. And I think that for a lot of people going home – and being with family members who are Christian and maybe even conservative. Yeah. And right now there's a very big rift in this country. Yeah. Um, Going home, being someone who identifies as not conservative and maybe a little more liberal. And maybe you were raised Christian and there are elements of it that you still um, practice, that you enjoy. But if someone outright asks, are you a Christian? You would say that's just not how I identify, Mm -hmm. that's hard. That's hard to go home and be in that environment, especially when you're in a family where – Christianity becomes the hard sell because they know you're the sinner, which is something that happens with a lot of my family members when I go home, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's like they're trying to convert me, and I'm like, and
1: in their mind, it's probably like because they like care about you. They want me to go to heaven, soul, right? Exactly, and they're convinced that you're not going to, and that like. You need saving.
0: And I'm just like, y'all, you know, there's more important stuff to talk about, right? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, so it's hard for me and I get that. And that's why anytime somebody tells me they're praying for me, I, in my mind here, you're on my mind, which mm-hmm. is the kind of thing anyone can mm-hmm. say.
1: And I will never turn down somebody praying for me. In whatever religion. No. <laughs> like, thank you. Why, Yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah. We can all use all the good energy <laughs> that we can possibly muster. Yeah. Like, whatever that looks like for you.
0: Come at me with all of your good graces. <laughs> yeah, All exactly. of your yeah. wishing and hoping and...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you're praying the gay away or whatever. <laughs> well, in that case, maybe just
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't. Maybe focus on praying for... um you to be a little more open-minded <laughs> yeah. maybe spend a little time praying for less hate more yeah, acceptance
1: more general acceptance in the world yeah mm-hmm yeah I mean that's the other thing too I mean I didn't even know it for a long time I mean I, I did but I didn't just that like I wasn't fully straight but that's another thing too that I just like buried buried because I was already such a black sheep in so many other ways. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't have this too. I just can't. Like,
0: You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is a straw like, that's going to break the
1: camel's back. I'm, I'm rejecting the the religion of my family. I'm rejecting the social norms of my family. Like, I was pretty convinced for a really long time that I never wanted to get married. I didn't understand. I don't still actually kind of understand, like, why it's so important. Um, I mean, the reason that I ended up getting married was very personal and it It just felt like, oh, this person's my family. So, of course, like, let's make that a legal thing. I don't know. But I was for sure convinced I would never get married. Same. Um, And, you know, when I finally did, it looked nothing like what it was supposed to look like for my family or, like, the people, you know, involved in my life. Like, it was just... I was like, I just have to do this my way. And it's not what everybody wants. Because you're
0: doing it for you. You're not getting married for them.
1: I mean, we kept it a secret. And we just eloped to a waterfall because I was like, there's no chance that I want what I'm supposed to want, which is like this big party where everybody is celebrating us. And like, you know, I mean, I get that weddings are probably more for other people. So it's a little bit selfish that you're just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, this is just who I am, and I don't know how to not do that. Any, I mean, I don't know how to do it any other way. Yeah. Like, because I, I would have just felt tortured.
0: Yeah. Being, like, there with all of the... Attention. Yeah. Ugh. And I always said that if I got married, I would elope in the middle of nowhere in a yellow sundress. Mm-hmm. And so we were in the middle of planning a wedding, and we were having f- arguments leading up to it every day. Um, pretty much about like why are we doing this? Like we knew we wanted to do it for each other, but why are we having the wedding? Right, because right, right. the wedding was all of the decisions, and we we did it for our parents. Mm-hmm. Did we wind up coming away glad that we did it? Yeah, sure. Was it a lot of money? Fucking <laughs> hell, yes
1: it was. Well, I mean that's the other thing. We just flat out couldn't afford it.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It's beautiful. I'm glad we did it, but we wound up a little over a month before eloping. It's sunrise and desert garden in Balboa Park. And I wore a yellow sundress. I love it. And it was like us, a witness and a justice of the peace. Nice. And I was like, it it was like I made inner peace with the person inside of me who Who was like. that. Yeah. I was like, I don't want a wedding. Like if I ever get married, it's going to be like a special thing. And then it was.
1: So did that help take some of the pressure off? And did you end up, do you think that you enjoyed your like party wedding Oh, yes. More because you just had done that for you. (laughs)
0: Lily, as a member of the theater,
1: um, (laughs) I can tell
0: you that it was all performance. Mm. And it allowed me to really, really put on a show.
1: Yeah.
0: And there wasn't – and I knew that's what people wanted. Yeah. Like my dad dad and stepdad both tell the same story, which is they're both walking me down the aisle – and I stopped when we were just out of sight before we were going to round the corner. And I said, wait. And they both panicked because they're like, something's happening. I'm like,
1: oh, no, she's going to run. And I was like,
0: <laughs> and my dad said, are you okay? And I said, yeah. I said, we're making them wait just a beat. <laughs> and then we rounded the corner. And they both got such a kick out of it. They were like, and then when we did round the corner, everyone was like, because they, they waited just, and I'm like, You understand your cues. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I get, I know how to put on a show, you know, and it was like. And that didn't take the authenticity away because when I did round that corner, I saw f- tears streaming down faces of people that I couldn't believe even showed up and mm. were like happy to see me. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing that was really beautiful for me is being raised in a very conservative, a lot in a lot of ways, fundamentalist Christian, deep, deep south. Uh Southern Baptist and oh, wow. And then my husband's family, half of his family is Jewish Mm -hmm. and having his Jewish family members there, and, and and looking out and seeing my Southern Baptist aunt and uncle like on the dance floor with his like Jewish aunt and uncle, and there was like something really beautiful about that. I mean, take them to brunch the next morning and don't seat them next to each other, uh-huh. but after a couple glasses of wine <laughs> on the dance floor, like it was uh, it was just a nice image. Yeah,
1: that's why weddings are so wonderful. Um, you know, other people's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do feel bad. I do have a lot of guilt about it, actually. And I mean, maybe. We we can even make a whole wedding podcast, um, not a podcast, an episode. <laughs> we're not going to start a new wedding it's podcast. It's a wedding shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that just because of the way that it worked out and, like, the timing of things, like, very few people were there. And... Can I
0: ask you something now that we're talking about this? Yeah. Is it something that you carry with you, with your family and Stephanie's family? Is it something that... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel bad about it all the time. And I'm like, sorry, I didn't, we didn't give you, Have you ever
0: talked about it with them? Mm, No,
1: I don't think so. No. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know what I would say. Sorry I didn't give you a wedding. I don't know what I would say. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it is just something because I know that, like. That's the other thing, too, though, which is which makes me feel a little bit black sheepy, is that, like, I just don't put the weight on this sort of shit that other people do. Yeah. Sorry, and I shouldn't even say shit, because that'll upset people. But, like, I... You mean the S word? No, I... No, no, no. I was like, no, oh, no, no, Lily. No no, 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 I mean, calling, like, marriage this sort of shit. Because, I mean, I... I do, do recognize you? the importance of it, but it's, like, a very personal thing. In general, I just don't get behind all of that sentimental stuff as strongly as, like, I probably should. And, like, it's hard for me to recognize, like, how important that stuff is to other people.
0: But you get to have the things that are important to you. Like, you, you're allowed to have things that resonate with you that don't resonate with other people. And yeah. just because there's a mainstream... Uh, you know, dialogue going on where the two parties are the corporation and the bride, and the corporation goes, "Oh, thank God, it's finally happening." You and the white and the, and the girl's like, "Yeah, it kind of feels expensive." And the corporate, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. no, like the, it, you're pulled in two very different directions. And what was crazy to me when I got engaged was f- female friends of mine who had recently gotten married were sending me all of these books. And almost every single one of them opened with, you don't have to have a wedding. Mm. And they were all like, you can elope. You can go to – you can elope and then go to brunch with people. You can elope and never tell anyone, Mm -hmm. which we have a a pair of friends who eloped years ago and never made it public.
1: And Mm -hmm. it's
0: not unless it comes up in conversation that they're like, yeah, yeah, we're legally married. We did that a while ago. Yeah. You know what? It it just – there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you and your partner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, I think that, like, that's something that is, like, I, I don't know. I know that, but at the same time, I do have, like, guilt and sadness. I'm not sadness, but I do feel guilty about it a little bit. But at the end of the day, I would not have survived a wedding.
0: Yeah. I just
1: would not have survived. Like, that is just not me. I would have hated every moment of it. I would have, like, felt like I was disappointing people anyway. Like, yeah. Like, it just. It wasn't for you. It was not for me. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the weddings that I've been to that I've been involved in, like, in the wedding party have been really hard for me because of, like, my anxiety and, like, my sister's wedding, for instance. I had to give a speech and it kind of ruined it for me because Mm. I was not present the entire day before just because I was nervous about public speaking. Like, I get nervous to, like, an insane degree about that stuff, like, where there's like, I probably should get checked out. But, like, uh, <laughs> just, for, I mean, it's too extreme. Like, I get physically ill. Like, I sh- my body shuts down. Yeah. Like, so I couldn't even eat at my sister's wedding. Yeah. Like, I hated every moment of it. And yeah. then finally, when the speech was over, like, my body just, like, did this weird thing where it was just like, I didn't feel good. Yeah. I was just like, Ugh. like, so, like, I can't imagine my own wedding. Right. I would have probably just completely you had have, a you want to be present. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. even to the smallest degree be able to be present. But anyway, And I
0: mean, even if you have a wedding and you're happy, which I was, it's you're still not present for your own yeah. wedding. It's it's like three memories, three to four memories in your mind that are like snapshots on a fucking camera right the conversations i had i have no idea that's
1: why i'm always like people should get their weddings videotaped always hire a good photographer and a videographer because
0: we did i not remember can bear to watch it oh really i mean not in like uh, a a bad way where i'm just like Ugh, but it's just like i watch it and i see myself as so like mind out of body mm-hmm. for one thing i drink a lot because mm. I was super nervous, but I was also with all of my favorite people, mm-hmm. so I was just like, Yeah, let's do this. And, like, and I have guilt and shame about that. Like, I had this long, beautiful dress, I wanted to dance, I tied it up on a knot on the side <laughs> so that I had room to dance and it wouldn't get in my way because the dance floor was packed with my favorite people, and I was supposed to be bridally, and there was a pool at our venue. And it was super fun. It was at night. People were, like, jumping into the pool, my bridesmaids. And I'm like, if I weren't the bride, like, I would have, you know what I mean? So it was, like, being at a party with the coolest
1: people I knew. But also your family.
0: And also my family. So
1: was there anything weird about that? Because, like, my – the two don't meet very often in terms of, like, my family and my, like, friend. I mean, it happens sometimes, but not very often. But, like, in a wedding situation, I can't imagine, like – Because you're kind of, like, being yourself, getting Mm -hmm. a little loose and free with your Mm -hmm. friends. And, like, then you're also – your whole family is there. I was drunk in
0: front of both my husband's family and my family. And, luckily, most of them were very intoxicated as well. Excellent. So I have that uh,
1: going for me. Plus, you kind of get a free pass on your wedding. I hope. So they're like, yeah, she's fine.
0: It it was just – it was, like, so much pressure, a year and a half of planning – Then the night comes and I'm so nervous. And then everybody's pouring champagne down your throat. And then you know, Jamie made time for us after we had the ceremony and we we did our vows. Uh, It was really sweet. We built in 15 minutes, and he got um, hilariously a bottle of red wine, which was just a trip to me because I was in like a white. I'm in a white dress. dress. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But and then like the we had a wedding planner and like she put two plates aside and. I couldn't eat. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't swallow. Mm -hmm. I remember the act of being like, you're getting ready to drink a lot of champagne and be up for at least three to four more hours at least. Choo, 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 swallow. Mm -hmm. And it was like the strangest thing because I was like, we need to get down there. It's cocktail hour. And I kept trying to like Mm -hmm. relax, breathe Mm -hmm. in, breathe out. And so, dear listener, this is when I tell you something that, Not many people know about my wedding. I then took anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. And I took a quarter of a Xanax. And I immediately felt better.
1: I think that's pretty common though, isn't it?
0: I felt bad because I ate a couple bites, Mm. took some Xanax, uh, washed it down with red wine like like a real trooper. And then I went and had some... Bites of the delicious food that we had catered yeah, and not enough. And then I went down and just drank champagne on a pretty much empty stomach after taking a quarter of a Xanax. And so when I look back and I'm like, I was so loose and fun (laughs) and free. And I'm like, I, I said, then I'm like too much because I was, but it was honestly that thing where like I was so... Just, I couldn't function and I could feel that in terms of not being able to eat. And I was like, you need to fucking relax. I know
1: exactly how that feels.
0: And I'm like, you need to take this, go down there, Mm. make conversation, thank people and like.
1: So does anybody else in your family take Xanax or like.
0: Mm -mm. Hmm. Not that I know of. Maybe there's secret, secret Xanax takers. (laughs) Secret
1: Xanax. No, but I mean, I just think that that seems like, I don't know. I've heard a lot of brides kind of do that. Where they're just like, I need all the anxiety medication. (laughs) Well, it's crazy. That day is so insanely stressful. It's
0: so much pressure. It's such a performance.
1: But it's like I don't know. Like so, you weren't like comfortable being to your family. Hey. I'm anxious. I'm going to take this. They had
0: their own shit because mm-hmm. they're anxious too. Mm. Like my mom is spending time with extended members of Jamie's family mm. and his family's doing oh, their right right. thing. Oh, right. All the pressure. There's no one except for your partner that you can turn to. And when I told him, I said, I think I should take something. Because like, he was like, I couldn't eat. And I said, and I, when I was eating, I kept going, I feel like it's getting hung in my throat. <laughs> and my throat feels like it's not opening all the way. And he's just like, yeah, you're just anxious. Yeah. You know. He's like, maybe, you know, I was like, I should take something. Yes, do it. And then I took something, we sat down for a little while. And then I remember we went, cause it was this beautiful house uh, where the wedding was and where we got ready. And I remember we went into this room and I was like, you yeah, I have to show you this mirror. And we stood in front of the mirror and we were looking at it and talking and laughing. And I just remember he was like, I think that Xanax is working <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> because I had like let, lo- I let go a little bit and I was so That's- tightly wound. So
1: did you, like growing up, did you ever have like acute anxiety? And then if so, yes. were your family understanding about it? Or- they all did. Oh, okay. So it was I- like a known thing. Oh
0: yeah. The, the baseline is anxiety. Like I go home and I think to myself, man, I've really got my shit in check and I don't. Uh-huh. Um, But it's just kind of like. Yeah, I was raised in a house, very, very anxious household. A lot of anxiety growing up. So that was the norm.
1: Huh. Yeah, see, it wasn't for me. Like, everybody in my family seems to be pretty even keeled and, um, like, don't have really any sort of uh, insight into that stuff. So Mm -hmm. when I would have, like, anxious, I didn't even know what anxiety was until I was, like, maybe even out of college.
0: So when you were a kid, like, no one was, like... You're just anxious, like...
1: No, 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 no. No, they were like, you're shy.
0: Even though you were exhibiting, like, tendencies of, like...
1: Yeah, they were just like, she's just a loner. She's just yeah. shy. Okay. But, like, I had, like, insane anxiety, and I think that that's something that also kind of made me black sheepy, because everybody was just like, I don't understand, yeah. like, what, what's wrong with yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Because you you were experiencing something that seemed foreign to them.
1: Yeah. Like, I remember when I was... So, we had just, like, recently moved a lot. And, like, my parents had divorced a few years earlier. And I was just having a lot of, like, problems. And I moved from Santa Cruz, California to this really, really small town, like, up the McKenzie River in Oregon. And was going to this school where it was just, like, a complete shock night and day difference between, mm-hmm. like, the types of people uh, who were there? Like, high school in Santa Cruz was like a little bit more diverse and like forward thinking. That's the school where they had that like sex ed talk. Oh, us, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to like this rural, like logging country school, mm-hmm. and I started having like major anxiety attacks, and like ending up in the nurse like every day because I my I physically was ill, and so then. But like, I
0: mean, that's not being shy.
1: Yeah, well, so they took me to the doctor and couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And so I got diagnosed with ulcers when I was in the fifth grade. And so I had to take this, like, disgusting, like, green therapy medicine for a really long time. And then, like, I don't know, it just never got better. Like, my stomach stopped hurting, but, like, I never, I never got better. And, like, I've just had anxiety since then.
0: Yeah, have you ever taken anything for anxiety? Nothing consistent, no. Just things here and there as needed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I
1: took an antidepressant for a while when I was in college. Um, but I hated it.
0: Yeah. What didn't work about it?
1: Um, I just felt dull.
0: Mm. And, okay. like,
1: I couldn't think properly. Okay. And I really – I was, like, very adamant that I would succeed in college because that's the other thing, too. Like, I loved school. Uh, I – if I would just be a career student, if I could, I loved it so much. I love just learning and thinking and just, yeah. So it kind of made me uncurious. Like Mm. when I was, did you try it?
0: Were you ever prescribed another one or did you ever try?
1: I think I tried two different ones. And then I got scared because then I saw like, uh, like, um, some friends, um, who went, like, cold turkey off of antidepressants and basically oh, yeah. went insane. And, like, everybody was, like, kind of, yeah, like, fucking with their meds at college. And, like, so many people were having, like, problems. like, mm-hmm. And it just freaked me out. And I was like, you know what? I've done this for so long without taking anything that I'm just going to, like, not.
0: You, you know, I mean, maybe you, there could be a lot of maybes. There could be maybe you didn't find the right medication. There could be maybe you haven't found the right talk therapist. Yeah. Like, I also feel, like, have you ever had a therapist that did any kind of, like, anxiety reduction techniques with you? Like, breathing and mindfulness? Yeah,
1: and those, you know, those have been helpful, like, later in life. I think that, like, it was just weird being a kid and not knowing why I didn't feel okay. And, like, not knowing why I didn't. Because I would look around and be like, everybody else seems to feel, like really normal right now or like they like they don't have a problem with anything that's happening and I was just like freaking out randomly yeah but I would just keep it inside because I'm like that's not normal I can tell and so mm-hmm. that was the other thing that like kind of kept me separated from my family too because it was just like they were just getting on with stuff and I was just like I literally can't
0: yeah <laughs> I don't know did you ever try to communicate that to anyone
1: yeah but then you know you kind of get that because there's a sort of a lack of understanding and there are you know, there wasn't a lot out there really about sort of, like, mental illness and mm-hmm. those types of issues. So it was just sort of like, you're not trying hard enough. Or...
0: Which is the perfect message to give someone so with different. anxiety.
1: Like, yeah, you're, you know, you're so deep and different. Like, fine. Like, you have to always have a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, I was so desperately trying to search for, like, an answer. But you don't have any. So it was no. all, like... Well, you're a kid. It's all just, like... Then you get into that, like you just kind of spiral into I don't know, I would write a lot of bad poetry and get real angsty and Mm -hmm. like listen to crazy music and teen
0: coping skills. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like there was this like one time in my life where I think I was like a freshman in high school and my mom had just gotten divorced again and we like moved like moved to this like small house and I, I think I was just like super depressed. And so I was just listening to a lot of like gloomy music and just burning a lot of incense in my room because, you know, that's what you do when you're like angsty or whatever. Set
0: the mood. And I
1: remember my my sister telling me that my mom asked if I was on drugs. Is she doing drugs? And she's like, no, she's just weird. (laughs) Because I would just like sit in my room and burn incense and listen to dark music. But like that's a sort of black sheep shit, you know. You were never
0: confronted about doing drugs? No. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I didn't do drugs. If I was even slightly off, it was like, are you on drugs? Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I well, you're know. the older sister. Yeah. No, I think she fucked with my sister a lot, too. Oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah. Every time we left the house, it was and um, we were teenagers. No drugs, no alcohol, no sex.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Never in-depth conversations about any of those things, really, but just a lot of
1: no. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't even try it. Don't even try it.
0: And you're like, no, I totally won't. Thanks. I totally <laughs> won't. And then you alternately are like, oh, God, I'm simultaneously afraid of it. But also, it's the right thing to do because it's the wrong thing to do.
1: I mean, I think that that's why I ended up drinking so much. Like, I didn't do drugs because I was too afraid of them. They gave me too much anxiety. And mm-hmm. then also, like, I, you know, I tried smoking weed. It never, never, never worked for me. And then I was too afraid to try anything else. Yeah. Because I was just like, um, my brain is already fucking different and crazy and, like, doesn't <laughs> seem to align with anybody else's. I don't need to mess with that. But like for whatever reason, drinking kind of helped me like tamp all that shit down.
0: Yeah, it's um drinking's tricky that way. We should do a whole drinking shame. Yeah,
1: we God, should.
0: That's like a beyond. That's like a mm-hmm. fucking saga. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like what you, I mean, like you know, we went into this talking about being the black sheep, and like in a way, like it kind of took its own course as, as it, it does, as it does. And you know, I I just feel like. I don't know if there's anything that I would want anyone to take away from this. It's just that like you're just, I mean, it's going to sound really fucking hokey, but you're just on your own journey, trying out different ways to make it work for you. That's all you're ever fucking doing.
1: And I think too, a really good thing to uh, think about or try to encourage other people is that just because nobody around you seems like or looks like they're having the same problems that you are, like... There are people out there who know what you are going through. Yes. And it's, you know, it's just about trying to find them. Praise the internet. Yes, exactly. Praise God, that's, like, I'm so happy that the internet did not really exist when I was young because of all the bad poetry that I would have published on there. And
0: bullying. And
1: all the bullying terrifies me. Yeah, that would have been a fucking nightmare. But in some ways, I get sad about it because I'm like, I at least could have found, like, some type of community that, like... Was like I like Buffy too. Yeah, probably because we feel like outsiders and we feel like we need power in our lives. Yeah, and like you know what I mean. But those support communities exist now, and
0: it's really, Mm -hmm. really valuable. And if you're going home this week and you feel isolated on your own, overwhelmed, um, seek out those support communities because there are people who are like you and do want to listen and do want you to feel supported and Mm -hmm. you're not alone in how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's...
1: Even if you're walking into a family situation where nobody there thinks like you, like it's temporary.
0: (laughs) And I mean, and we've, we've kept it like really surface level in terms of talking about like planning a wedding and like just anxiety. But like, I mean... I have friends who talk about going home and they get legitimately bullied by their family. And Mm. it's an abusive, like an emotionally abusive situation. Mm. And then there's like chaos in their home. And it's so whatever you're walking into, like you are your most important priority. You get to allow yourself space. Mm -hmm. You get to say no Mm -hmm. You get to leave when you're ready. Mm -hmm. And if anybody else is uncomfortable with any of those things, that's their problem. Yeah. Not um,
1: yours. And also, you know, like there's probably just going to be some of those like passive aggressive underhanded comments that, you know, you're just going to have to like grin and bear your way through. But Mm -hmm. like, you know.
0: And make note of them. And then later when you go, this is my favorite part, making note. And then when I get back home with my real family, Mm -hmm. I'm like, guess what the fuck Susan said? (laughs) She asked me, like, you know, you don't have many childbearing days left. It's like, just remember, they're not the family you choose. They're your family. You're there to be with them. But your chosen family, the people that you've chosen to surround yourself with, they're there. And if you don't have those yet, give it time. You're going to find them.
1: There will be a group of people where you're not the black sheep or you're all black sheep together.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, if you're your wanna, own little
1: flock and it's fine.
0: And if you want to be black sheep with us, just reach out to us. Yeah. We're always happy to hear from you. Definitely. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Do you want to say something you're thankful for?
1: Mm, that I'm thankful for. Well, I'm thankful for this cat that just jumped on my lap right now. And she was cuddling with me all day today when I was feeling emotionally fragile, and it was very sweet.
0: Oh, Fiona. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful for the bobby pins you gave me <laughs> that are keeping my hair off of my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm thankful. I'm thankful we have the wherewithal to talk into a microphone and that anybody's even listening.
1: Same. Very Um, thankful for
0: that. Just feels exuberant most of the time, but here we are doing it anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, reach out to us on the socials Mm at shamepod, Mm -hmm. and then uh, you can email us um, and... If you want to remain anonymous, even though we have your email address, we're not going to give it to anybody. Or make up a fake one. Or make up a fake one and just tell us you want to be anonymous. Um, Just let us know what's going on with you. And uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Find us, shamepod.com.
0: Okay. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. A weird fucking holiday.
1: Oh, and also recommendation, especially if you're going into a situation that's not that great or comfortable. Definitely watch the dog show because everyone can get on board with that. Yeah. And it's just a delightful time. And if
0: you have, like, super aggressive male figures in your household who are like, we don't turn this off, on your phone you can stream it. I checked because one year with my in-laws it was a whole thing, and I found (laughs) that I was able to stream it on my phone. So you can stream it. Yeah. It's – the National Dog Show, and so it and it's a delight. It will be airing regardless of uh, if you're in the United States, your time zone. It's going to be on from noon to two. So yeah, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, take good care yeah. of yourself. Be safe. Oh, be well. And also one more thing for our vegan and vegetarian friends. May the fucking force be with you. Hang in there. Hopefully the sides are not covered in butter (laughs) and they're not covered in fucking honey or whatever else it is. Hopefully there's something for you to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.